The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, Yankees Week in Review. Listen in throughout the baseball season as we will go over the week that was for the New York Yankees. We'll talk about what went right, what went wrong this week, this day in Yankees history, Yankees birthdays, and predictions of what the Bronx Bombers record will be at the end of the upcoming week. It's 1420 Yankees Week in Review, the Yankee Tavern North, brought to you by Seeking. So put on your pinstripes, grab a beer, and let's get in. All right, this week in Yankees baseball, 1420 style from the Yankee Tavern North here in Lethbridge, Alberta. Today's show is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today to save yourself 20 bucks on uh, there's a few Yankee home games left. So go, go and get some tickets uh, to we'll go watch the Yankees play. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great articles, great, great baseball articles on there. Got a lot of great uh, podcasts on there, Belly Up Sports. And uh, thank you very much for tuning into the uh, Yankee we can review 1420 style here from Yankee Tavern North. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel by smashing that button right below there. As you watch the show today, I thank you very much for all those who have subscribed so far and follow us on all the little crazy ventures we got going on here at uh, 1420 World Headquarters. Anyways, the Yankees sit at 76 and 73 on the season. Uh, six games out of a wild card spot right now. They're currently losing right now to the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, two to one uh, on, on this Sunday afternoon. It's kind of a fitting that the they're going to uh, kind of end up out of a uh, playoff spot because of the Pirates, but no, they're, they're done realistically. They're, they're all done. They would have to win all 12, 13 of their, their next game to finish with 89 wins. And then uh, that's kind of the uh, the bar there to, for a wild card spot. So you got to think that the uh, Yankees playoff hopes have been uh, have been uh, gone for quite some time now. Kind of been, been a, g- a good uh, stretch stretch of baseball for the Yankees as of late. Five of their six series, they, ha- they have won. A re- rather a lackluster series out there in Boston last week where it used to be, used to be Boston uh, Yankees Red Sox uh, uh, was the uh, the pinnacle of every base every Yankees fan every Red Sox fans. Um season, especially when games got into September, but then when you have two teams that aren't doing anything, plus the rain delays that happened, you had empty seats in Fenway Park and, and on it goes. Where you, uh, it's kind of uh, disheartening a little bit for us old, old timers. Remember the, uh, the the great days of the Yankees Red Sox rivalry, but that's that's gone now. The Yankees season kind of uh, went uh, the wayside going 1-12 and 3 in the previous 16 series before they won 5 out of 6, so that's kind of when the when the season went to, uh, ultimately sank and went to the wayside. That's kind of just the way it all turned out when they they were in last place throughout uh, the, the the summer months of so July and August. So it was getting a little bit scarier to see they're going to finish in last place. I mean, they still might, but I think they have a decent schedule ahead of them where they can win a few games and keep themselves out of the uh, out out of the basement of the American League East for the first time since 1991 or 92, I believe it is. Anyways, but at bringing up the kids, it wasn't really um, it wasn't really Cashman's decision. I think it was more of a Steinbrenner thing. Bringing up the kids at this point in the season to see what they got out of 2016 when they they went on a bit of a run there at the end of the season see what they had and see where they're going uh, and how, how it all, all worked out. Getting rid of the uh, the ultimate nozzle, Josh Donaldson helped out a lot too, getting him out of that dressing room and uh, getting him, telling him to go uh, find different pastures, which he did with the Milwaukee Brewers. But it's a good thing. Like, it's one of those things when they, they got rid of uh, Donaldson, they started winning games, kind of surprise, surprise, right? The way that all works out. Uh, yeah, he was hurt when he came, he was going to come back. They said, see you later. But bringing guys up like Austin Wells, Esteban Florio, uh, Oswaldo Cabrera, don't forget Jason Dominguez, who's out and getting Tommy John, I think this week coming up uh so it's seeing him uh, go 
go to uh, the DL or the IL, sorry, uh, is kind of disheartening and see where that, that was going to end up. But seeing him uh, hit, hit the baseball well, uh, he got four home runs, I think, when he got when he got injured. So but that was the guy who was hitting the ball well. And uh, Everson Pereira, they're all seeing these guys come up and do a, a little bit of damage here and there, struggling at the plate a little bit, that, but that's to be expected because it's, uh, it's, it's really hard to hit a baseball now with the way the, the metrics are and with baseball being a little bit different than it was two, three, four, five, ten years ago. It's kind of one of those things you expect these guys to struggle. I didn't expect to see Wells struggle as much as he has at the plate, but uh, it's kind of it's going to be a scary thing to going into next season and beyond with this lineup. Is there a hope for next season? I don't know. Uh, can they contend for a wild card spot next season? It's going to be pretty tough with this lineup going forward. Uh, it's kind of sad to see a, a, um, I don't want to say a career being wasted because you, you have Garrett Cole who's probably going to win a, or it's a chance to win a Cy Young in the American League this year, but you see in a career kind of go to the wayside without any championships. Kind of going to be a, a crappy thing to see if you and then you have an Aaron Judge eight more years left of that deal. Uh, and that big body, he's injured. I still think he shouldn't have played, come back this year and played. Yeah, they kind of went on a stretch, but he he's injured and he, they should have sat him out. But you have him in, in, the, in the lineup next year, a full-time healthy, hopefully. Uh, you have that... Uh, you have a chance them to maybe contend for a, a wild card spot, but they're not going to contend for a American League East title anytime soon. You, if you would have told me a couple of years back that uh, you had Garrett Cole going to win a Cy Young, and then you had uh, Aaron Judge winning a uh, MVP as he did last year, hitting 62 home runs or whatever it was, uh, you, you would think that maybe just maybe that these guys uh, would be contending for a World Championship, but that's not that's not the case. The problem that you got with the Yankees is that they're not very good. This team kind of stinks a lot. They they don't have much going for them for through, throughout the, the lineup. We'll go through the the, uh, the lineup right now as it is and how this is all going to pan out because the, the Aaron Judge thing for the next eight years kind of scares me. That big body, can it stay healthy? Can it? Is it going to withhold uh, the rigors of 162 games a year in, year out? I doubt it. Yeah, last year he bet on himself and it worked out for Aaron Judge getting that $40 million a year plus contract and everything else. He was going to end up with the Yankees, I think, regardless of the uh, arson judge thing never happened with San Francisco or or San Diego who offered more money. But I, I I never thought he was going to leave. How close it really was, who really knows at this point. But uh, you, you start in right field next uh, next season, and you do have Aaron Judge out there, uh, a healthy Aaron Judge. If you can get 140 games out of him, he's uh, on a pace this year. He's going to hit a home run every three games at 32 right now. So if you can get a 50-52 uh, you know, home run season next year out of Aaron Judge, if he stayed healthy, that's exactly what you paid money for. That's exactly what you'll get for the next two to three years out of that contract. When he gets into the 35, 36-year-old range, you don't know what you're going to get but next year you can see an Aaron Judge if he can stay healthy it's like I said they should have sat him out go get that foot healed and see what's going to happen you get 54 home runs out of him next year dependable always in the outfield that great arm out of the outfield so right field is not going to be a problem with the New York Yankees next season center field next next year is going to be a major problem now with Dominguez out you don't know what you're going when he's going to come back or will they rush him back you never know he's a younger guy so will the, the rehab go a little bit quicker and will, will they rush him back will they bring him into DH who knows? But you had IKF, who's actually, you know what? He's had a really good season for the Yankees. He's uh, probably going to uh, leave in free agency. He's going to get a good contract somewhere else. And uh, you, you can't blame the guy. He was kind of the whipping boy for Yankee fans uh, last year. And then it took him a, a really good season this year to happen. So you see Dominguez uh, not, not being able to play. And then you see an IKF. 
not going to stick around. So that's something that Cashman and company really has to look at what they're going to do moving forward in the center field position for the New York Yankees. Bernie Williams ain't going to coming through that door. So you got to figure out what you're going to do in center field and having out your team built up the middle. You start with your catcher, your pitcher, second baseman, and your center fielder or shortstop and, and the like, but you, you got to have some production out of your center fielder. And like I said, Bernie ain't coming through that door anytime soon. Uh, left field, what without a question, it's going to be a problem there again in left field. Who just hit a home run? Volpe. Volpe just hit a home run. Good for him. Tied the game up. But you, you look at left field. That was a problem this year. It was a problem last year. They had no one going into to, uh, no one uh, platooning out there. They had no. They didn't really have a, a plan going in left field this year at all. They haven't really had anybody out there since uh, that Brett used to bang out there. Brett Gardner, the Guardy party, and the like was out there. I still think they got to find a way to give Brett Gardner a bit of a uh, uh, a farewell party a little bit. Not, I'm not saying bring the guy back by any means or make, make him a coach by any means or or whatever he wants to do, but Come, come back and give him a tip of the hat so we can do it for for one last time. And the the Bronx faithful and he can do his uh, flexing in the outfield during the uh, roll call or something. Figure something out for uh, for Brett Gardner because I thought he was a hell of a uh, a player. But we'll, we'll we'll we won't talk about the past a whole bunch. But the, having a guy like uh, Oswaldo Cabrera out there, I think they got it's going to be his job to lose next season. He's got to get be given the chance to to do it if they're not gonna, going to go out and get somebody in free agency, which I don't think there's any money to go out there and do that because of some of their other players I'm going to name later and the pitching staff that they have. I don't think they're going to be spending a whole bunch of money in free agency, especially in left field where they have a guy like Cabrera out there hoping to uh, take over the spot and maybe and hit uh, 15 to 20 home runs and I think that would be a decent season for him you like to get more obviously out of everybody you like a higher batting average obviously 190 doesn't help 200 doesn't help 210 doesn't help you got to be in the 240 to 250 range and that's a couple of hits a week and that's all it really is when it comes down to it. it's just simple math kids but you have a guy like Cabrera it's his job to lose I think he's gonna uh he's I, I think he's a really good player I don't think he's a great player I don't think he's gonna be a great player I think he's gonna be a good player like uh, he's he's one of those things well he's going to improve over his career and it's one of those things you hope you, you see happens happens uh, next year Third base will probably be platoon next season with obviously DJ LeMahieu, who I think is hurt. I think he's been hurt for most of the season. He's just playing through some stuff, and just because the, he's just kind of the player he is, the kind of guy he is. Yeah, all guys they play a little bit of hurt, but I think he's there's something a little bit more wrong with him. And he's not a young uh, a young uh, whippersnapper anymore, if that's even a word that kids even use anymore. But yeah, you look at a guy like DJ who's who's had a, a really good career, but is he is he going to get healthy? And then you have Oswald Peraza, uh, who I think's gonna he's been struggling at the play quite quite badly actually in his uh in his major league debut he hasn't been very good at all at the plate will that get straightened out who knows uh you, you got to think it's going to get a little bit better but how much better is it going to get sometimes what you see is what you get and you, this is what he might be so you're going to see um you're going to see a uh, definitely a platoon situation with DJ over there playing a lot more if he's healthy. Um, can they go out and find find themselves a different third baseman? Uh, just to say, you know, they went into the third base or the season this year without having a third baseman with Josh Donaldson and his declining uh, his year. The best years were behind him and his declining batting averages and home run totals and everything else. So you wonder if the Yankees don't have a plan uh, in their back pocket to go with find and find somebody this year for for the uh, to play third base because how much do you trust? Uh, a platoon situation. If you if you have two guys, you usually don't have one, right? That's kind of the old thing with with goaltending and everything else. Shortstop Anthony Volpe. They, the Yankees took a chance with him. They decided to go with a rookie guy this season, and it, it's it's worked out in spades. 20, 21 home runs now. I think he's got. Uh, he's chipped in 24, 25 stolen bases. He's a shortstop for a, a lot of years to come in the Bronx. He's a kind of guy that you like seeing there. He plays a, a really good defense as well. He's going to be there for a long time. They got him at a bargain, obviously, because he's got. 
guys don't make a ton of money until they get to arbitration and everything else. So that's going to help out for them to uh, fill in other spots and how that's going to be a great thing for the Yankees. He's, uh, is he the next uh, Derek Jeter? Probably not because those are once-in-a-lifetime opportunities. But you have a guy who's going to be a very, very good shortstop uh, for a lot of years to come. I'd like to see the batting average a little bit higher. Uh, batting average does matter. I know the nerds and analytics guys don't think so, but I, 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 I personally still think the batting average, you get guys on base. If you get, get, get on base, you have a better chance to score runs. It's a very, it's that simple kids. So how the nerds decide that this is all taken care of is a little bit different than the, the way old Brent Radlinski uh, thinks, but I think that they got to have a guy like uh, Volpe to get, getting on base a little bit more, uh, getting a few more base hits. The power numbers will be there. And if you can get 20 to 25 home runs out of your shortstop every year, that's a really, really good thing to have. And they got that with Volpe and the Yankees took a chance on him uh, on opening day. And it's worked out to, in spades for, for the Yankees. Second baseman, this is where it gets a little bit crazy for me. I would personally like to see them keep Gliber Torres. He's got one more year of arbitration left before he's a free agent at the end of the 2024 season. I'd like to see them keep him. I've, I have liked Gliber Torres since he came to the Yankees. I thought he's a, he's a very good player. He kind of reminds me of a, a young Robinson Cano with the way he plays. He's he's a good second baseman. He's a above average second baseman in my opinion. I, I don't think he's good as Cano, but he's, he's smooth and he's pretty effortless. Uh, I didn't say he doesn't have have put in effort. I'm not saying that at all. But with Gliber Torres, you're getting a lot of home runs at 32, I think, so far this year with games to play. He plays every damn game out there. He's played 140 games so far this season. So he's out there. He's serviceable. He doesn't get hurt. And he's, he's out there day in, day out. And your power numbers are there up the middle. And that's something you want to see uh, from year in, year out basis. If you can have your second baseman and your shortstop hitting 50 home runs combined, that's a good thing. I, I think the Yankees are probably going to move off from Gliber Torres. He's going to want a, a pretty healthy race. He's going to want a long term deals into one the one contract he's going to be in control of when it's all said and done so he's going to want to get paid just like Cano did and Cano was uh geez they dodged a bullet with Robinson Cano back when he uh, opted to go to Seattle and says staying with the Yankees and he got that 10-year deal and didn't work out uh, at all for him I think he's out of baseball now drug uh the peds and all that other stuff but it's uh weird to see that, that that's how all, that all turned out but i would like to see them keep gliber torres i think that's very important he's a cornerstone of this franchise he's been around for a for a long time he's actually one of the longer tenured yankees which is hard to believe he's only been been around since 2017 or 18 whatever it is and so you you got to think that he they, the 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 yankee faithful i think want to keep him around I, I can't see anybody's talking bad about gliber torres but um there are some people who probably want him to go and the, and the money that he's going to want to man might just get him out the door because of how much money they, they pay their starting pitchers who aren't doing a damn thing. We'll talk about pitching next week on the uh, the Yankee Week in Review, but that's one of the things I like to see them, see them keep Torres. Um, I don't know if they will. I hope they do. Uh, first base, this one gets a little bit scary too because, yeah, you can have DJ LeMahieu going in there to to uh, platoon there if Anthony Rizzo can't go. And the thing with Rizzo, you don't know what you got with concussion, where like the, the brain injuries that have been happening throughout sports, is things have changed a lot since they uh, since we were, since I was younger and and the like, and a headache, you got your bell rung, you, you just went out there and shook it off a little bit, Taylor Swift it, and you, you're back out there playing. But now with these guys and how much the knowledge we do have about brain injuries and everything else, and Rizzo not being able to go for uh, basically most of the, uh, the last two-thirds of the season, 
season, uh, you, you wonder where the Yankees are going to go from there. And they, they, they have him under contract for another two years after this one. And you wonder if he's going to be able to play. And if he's not, do they have anybody in the minor leagues, in the minor leagues that they, they can depend on? Jake Bowers is, uh, he's good. Uh, do they give him ex- extended look next season and can hope to pl- pl- platoon DJ over there as well and hopefully get DJ, uh, get him healthy and everything else. But like I said, he's getting a little bit, uh, up there in age, long in the old tooth. And, uh, he's not a young whippersnapper, like I said. Yeah, you wonder if Bowers is the kind of guy because you want a guy at your first base, able to put up some numbers, and you really, really want uh, you need a, a guy at first base that can do that, that can play you 140 some games and, and and be there on a daily basis to uh, to to be there for your team. And I don't know, Bowers is that guy yet, but you, you might have to just give him a look. The catching position is one that I really think the Yankees need to. Uh, really improve on defensively and more so offensively. Rortvat's not that guy. Higashioka is going to want to raise. He's uh, on his last year of uh, arbitration coming up this year, so he's going to get a little bit of a raise no matter what, but he's not to, he's not a, a spring chicken either. He's getting up there in age. I think he's 32, 33 years old. Uh, and then you got Trevino like there. He can't seem to see uh, to stay healthy. And then you have Austin Wells who's been struggling at the plate so far. They say his, his defense is really, really good. He's an above average defender, above average catcher. I think he's going to be catching Garrett Cole, the rest of the, the, the way through. So you won because Rortbed isn't the guy at all. Rortbed was a complete bust of a, of a trade picking him up. He didn't do a damn thing when he, since he's been here. But um, you look at a guy like Wells, is he going to be able to, to get that bat going? Because he's only hitting 104 with a home run and a single last night he got. Like, is he that kind of guy that you can uh, look for the Yankees to improve his offensive offensive numbers? Because you really need that. Do you, you, do you want your catcher to hit 30 home runs and, and hit 300? Well, of course you do, but that's just not a thing in the way baseball's played anymore. But you, you need the guy to hit at least get you 15 to 20, and uh, that's one of those things. I don't know that Wells is that kind of a guy coming out of the minor leagues, and uh, if he can adjust to major league hit and major league pitching uh next season and play play full the full year uh but he is he an improvement do you give the guy a shot i think you, you kind of have to but do you, do you go out and spend some money on a catcher and then who knows what you what, we, what you're going to get on on that side of things either so wells will probably be the guy who's going to get a full-time chance next year to come out and do it and i still think they kind of should have kept gary, gary sanchez around found a way to for him to to get rid of his uh yips and everything else but he it was time for him to go but i, I like sanchez when he came up uh was it 2016 and he was tearing the cover off the ball and into 17 as well but that's uh, another story for another day we gotta we gotta quit living in the past yankee fans you gotta start looking towards the future and then you got a dh this is a major problem this guy guy's been a thorn in my side for quite some time but this guy is going to be a problem for four more years to come uh hitting 194 110 strikeouts uh listless lifeless at bats non-competitive at bats the tin man can't run bases and on it goes with john carlos stanton i, I they, they aren't gonna get rid of him because who's gonna want a guy who strikes out that much it's always hurt now and just doesn't have the uh, doesn't have it anymore and he's a guy who's around for another four to five years I think it is under contract and a lot of money and this is going to hurt the Yankees chance of signing some other free agents yes the Yankees have more more money than anybody and they can spend a lot of money but they they tend to, they've been tending to not do that obviously I mean they have a really high payroll and so that's but, you know, it's not working, so why, why why would they keep spending? And I can't blame Steinbrenner at all for not spending uh, $350, $400 million of, of his money because if, if Cashman and, and the guys can't get it together and can't get the right guys, but Stanton isn't the guy that, that they, they were hoping would have a decent career in pinstripes. He's uh, he's well past his prime already with four more years to go. He's uh, very brittle. He just doesn't seem to have it. Non-competitive at-bats. He strikes out a lot and doesn't seem to, to bother him that, that, it, that he he does strike out a lot. Uh, I don't want to see a guy smashing his bat and everything else uh, like uh, 
Paul O'Neill used to do all the time, but you you wouldn't mind seeing a little bit of emotion out of the guy. And he just isn't that kind of a guy. He's not the kind of guy that I want around that Yankees team. He's not the kind of guy that um, you exude confidence from in the DH position where he's going to go out and get you the uh, 40 home runs, and 100 RBIs and not strike out every two, two times a night, which he tends to be doing lately. And it's, it's almost embarrassing for the guy. And it's only, it's a bad look for him and the Yankees right now with what they got going with uh, Giancarlo Stanton and you know the lineup is uh, is struggling a little bit there's no getting around that so that's where this team sits for 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 next season a lot of unknowns nobody in center field unproven left field aging guy at third base and maybe a guy and then we guy don't know what, what if he can hit in uh, at third base so that's what you kind of got a second baseman that I that I hope they keep but I don't know if they're going to keep then you got a first baseman in Rizzo you don't know how healthy he's going to be and then at Bauer so you got another unproven guy at, at that position and you got an unproven guy at uh, at, at at the catching position as well in Wells. So you, you don't know, like out of the, not the nine uh, position players or in the batting order two you have two guys that you can count on with uh, Anthony Volpe and with Aaron judge considering he can see if he can stay healthy, but you, you don't have a bunch of guys and a bunch of confidence from this Yankee fan that next year is going to be any better. And that they're even going to contend in a wild card spot because you like all the other teams ahead of them are better and they're not, they're not going to get worse. They, the Baltimore Orioles are not going to get worse. The Tampa Bay Rays are the Tampa Bay Rays and they've been that way for a long time. So the division is gone uh, that you got to get to that 90 win plateau, which they got to win out the, the rest of the games, which they're not going to, and they can't even get to, to, to 90. They'll get to 89 and that'll be it. Will that be enough? Doubtful. It's just the way it works. They have, they have, uh, Three games starting this week with the Toronto Blue Jays. So you sweep those ones, then you sweep the, the three with the the Arizona Diamondbacks, and you got you got three more uh, in Toronto, and then you got three to end, end the season off with the Kansas City Royals. So it's the days are dwindling down to a, a precious few in Yankee Land. I mean, I I'm uh, that's quite ridiculous. Once you become a mathematician, your team's usually done. But I would I like to see the Yankees kind of get to a push. Uh, yeah, I don't want them to make the playoffs because then Cashman will just run it all back and not make any changes, and he'll say it's the 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 approach works and the system works, which it doesn't. So you wonder where it's going to go from here. You wonder what the Yanks are going to do from here, because like I said, I only have, I only have confidence to, uh, in two of the nine uh, positions of the batting order for next season. You don't know how it's all going to turn out. Every team doesn't have this problem. that The Yankees have the ten- This team stinks. They're just not very good. Uh, do I expect a world series every year? No. Do I want them to contend every year? Yeah. Do I want them to playoffs every year? Yeah. Win- winning isn't like this, this thing we, we, we expect championships and, and not a championship. It's that's a thing of the past. And it's, 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 un- it's, uh, unprecedented in my in my opinion, but it's a thing that this Yankee team doesn't doesn't exude a lot of confidence throughout the fan base. And you don't know how it's going to turn out. We'll talk about the pitching staff next weekend on this show. Like the 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 uh, they have the great bullpen. Uh, their starters are okay, but if you don't have enough guys scoring runs and getting on base, you ain't gonna win ball games. No matter how great your bullpen is, and if you don't need, need if you don't got to get the bullpen, then, then that, that's how it is. But I don't know. You just wonder if uh, anybody's gonna be using their tickets at, uh, to go into SeatGeek at, at any time soon to go to Yankee games and using promo code one four two zero pod at SeatGeek.com to uh, save themselves twenty bucks because you just don't know how this Yankee team's going to to be. I don't have a lot of hope for this team next year. Uh, I didn't have much hope going into this season with no no left fielder and a Josh Donaldson at third base and, and the like. And then now with injuries and everything else that happened and they get giving the kids a look, the kids ha- haven't been bad, but they haven't been good. Uh, they, they've, they've been struggling at the plate immensely could, but that's just the, the way things are. So hopefully they, they have a good off season and then fit figure stuff, stuff out. And hopefully they can sign, sign IKF. I can't believe I'm saying that on the uh, 17th day of September that I hope they keep IKF around because you told me I said that this time last year, I told you you were uh, a little bit screwed in the head, but anyways, Here's a little uh, word from our friends at SeatGeek. The Foul Baller. 
If there's a ball that's gone foul, he's gone to get it. Under his watchful gaze, all bevs, binoculars, and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan. Anyways, that's our friends at SeatGeek. Thank you very much for sponsoring the 1420 uh, Sports Bar Podcast and uh, the Yankee the Yankee Week Review Podcast as well. We really appreciate uh, all the work that, or all the help that uh, SeatGeek has given us over the last year and a half. I think it's been with this since they uh, jumped on board with us. But anyway, let's get to on this day and some birthdays and get everybody out of here. On this day in 1998, the New York Yankees beat the then Tampa Bay Devil, or Devil Rays 4 nothing in front of 38,820 people at the Trop in Tampa Bay, Florida, uh, to improve the record to 105 and 46 in the season. Paul O'Neill went three for four, and Jorge Posada went two for four with two RBIs and a home run. And Byrne, baby Byrne, hit a solo home run in the seventh inning. Hideki Arabu gave up two hits and eight innings pitched us. Striking out only five, the Yankees finished that season with a record of 114 and 48, and won the World Series that season with a four-game sweep over the San Diego Padres. Uh, Tino struck out. It was it was it was a third strike. It should have been called a third strike. Mark Langston struck him out, but I think it was uh, Richie Garcia missed that pitch, and they should have called it a strike. But anyways, the next pitch. Tino hit a grand slam to uh, send the Yankee uh, faithful home. Uh, we enjoy that night. But anyways, there it is uh, today in Yankee history. And happy Yankees birthday, uh, early birthday to uh, Jim Abbott, born on this uh, on September 19th, 1967 in Flint, Michigan. Drafted in the 36th round out of uh, Central High School in the 1985 Major League Draft to uh, Toronto. And then the first round to the Angels in the uh, 88 draft out of the University of Michigan. Abbott pitched two years for the Yankees. Combined, compiling a record of 20 and 22, uh, record and in 1993-94 season, sorry, but pitched himself a no-hitter against Cleveland on September 4th, 1993. Obviously, the highlight of his career, Jim Abbott with the no-hitter uh, in September of 1993. Remember, he only had the, the one hand. He was uh, he, he propped his glove up on his on his uh, on his on his uh, stubby hand, I guess you would call it. I and uh, threw a no-hitter. It's uh, remarkable the 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 athlete that that guy was and able to go through his life with with that and just persevere with everything so happy early birthday to jim abbott i kind of butchered that a little bit but anyways that's the way things go sometimes here at 1420 world headquarters uh anyways thank you very much for everybody's listening to the show today all those who watch on youtube make sure you subscribe hit the subscribe button right below we appreciate all the help that you guys give us on a daily basis here at 1420 world headquarters anyways it doesn't matter where you are it's who you're with and go yankees and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow
just listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it. 